Hey, Mystic Michaela, spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, we're doing Premonitions of Death Part 2, interviewing two Mystic Michaela spiritual family members who have absolutely amazing um, stories, inspirational stories. I mean, just what would you say? Just attention grabbing stories of yeah. their own premonitions and they're sharing, they were, you know, brave and kind enough to come and share with us what they were. It's interesting when I was reaching out to people to try to get interviews today, a lot of, um, and even like people who have like more of a following or people who are a little bit more in the spotlight who I talk to, right. they didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, uh, like publicly because, because of the perception, because the public perception that they would get some sort of fallout. And I thought that, but we have Mystic Michaela spiritual family members who are on to talk about it um, themselves. But it's interesting that there's a lot of, I guess, I guess a negative connotation with having premonitions and, and that making you look crazy. But I'll tell you, we got hundreds and hundreds of stories on right. the Facebook page. So it's not crazy to have them. No, no. And we had such a, I mean, we're actually doing a part two episode today. Yeah. And the reason why we decided to do that, we actually cut what we were going to do and then we went into this is because we had such an overwhelming outpour of, uh, of amazing responses yeah. to, the, to the last one, the premonition of death part one. So yeah. then we decided to do a part two. Yeah. So that's where we're at. I didn't get a Hey Scotty today, so I didn't know when to come oh, in. sorry. But hey Scotty. There we go. Now <laughs> all is right. Okay. Whew. So we, we do have uh, Aaron and Jamie here. Yes. They are in our green room. Um, and I just, I just want to say there, there, there's a lot of similarities between these two. Oh, like a synchronistic yeah. thing. Okay. And I was going to go through a couple of them. Um, one, they're both members of the Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Whoa. I thought that was really unique. Uh, two, they're both teachers. They are. Okay. Both special education teachers or resource room teachers. Synchronicity, right? Crazy. The other one, this one was a little strange. They don't know each other. No. They both, because I, I took them separately. I wanted to, you know, talk to each one separately, Mm -hmm. uh, just so that they're not collaborating with each other. (laughs) And... They each had a premonition that the other one was going to be there. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, they keep th- these, I can go all day with these. Um, <laughs> the next one is one of them, I won't tell you which one, is a Florida Gators fan. Oh. The other one has seen a gator. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy, Scott. Isn't that a synchronicity or what? Um, one of them, again, I'm not going to tell you which one, likes yoga. The other one... While running, she does a lot of running, goes by a, a yoga studio. That's crazy. She runs by a yoga studio. These aren't stretches at all. No. I mean, they're, they're so, whatever you call it. Synchronicity. Synchronicity, yeah. So anyway. Well, they are both teachers, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Which, which is great. It just and happened that way. Yeah. They actually, it's really weird. They actually have brought a chalkboard. <laughs> they like Literally, they brought a chalkboard and they are now writing things on it, instructions. So. Oh, because they're teachers. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Um, all right. So I thought what we might do there, you know, I wanted to do a little research before we get into, uh, I think Jamie's going to go first and Aaron will go second. Uh, I wanted to, I, you know, I did a little, re- re- little research and I, I wanted to find some, you know, premonition stories that have like made the news. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, you want to do that? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. That's fascinating. All right. So we all know actor... Liam 
Neeson. Yes. Irish guy. He's been taken, taken many times. Yes. Everyone he knows gets taken. Yeah. Um, it's a common theme in his movies. Yes. He's very good at punching people in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, never dies. No. No bullets ever hit him. No. But I wanted, he had a little bit of a story. Okay. Okay. So a little red bird flew into actor Liam Neeson's apartment. Neeson, an Irish actor known for his role in Schindler's List and we just said taken, was reminded of his father as his father had kept birds when Neeson was younger. The bird flew inside the the home for a while, then went back back out through the window. An hour later, Neeson got a call saying his father had passed. Wow. Uh, In an interview with Inside the Actor's Studio, he cited, there's a legend, this is what Neeson said, Mm -hmm. there's a legend, if a bird comes into your house, it's a sign of death or or birth. And my sister, Bernadette, she had a similar experience with a pigeon that had broken a leg. She started thinking about our father too. Wow. So this bird comes in, flies into the house. You know, he, he's, I guess, a little superstitious or whatever you want to call that. Right. I don't know, you, you can tell us. But, uh, and then his father dies. Yeah, it seems like dad's higher self before he was passing was coming to give that message to his children. Yeah. That's amazing. That's interesting. Yeah, no, I get that a lot because we just had a bird in our in our house the other day, actually, Scott. Remember I took a picture and I showed you? Yeah. And it flew out. Oh boy! Yeah. Does that is that? But it could be a birth too. Yeah. Which actually would be just as bad. <laughs> I no, but like people ask me, you know, what does it mean? And it kind of usually it means death, right? But like it could also mean new opportunities okay. or something else, like transition, like the death of a chapter. I I prefer to go metaphorical yeah. when it's going to stress me out. But that's that's kind of a crazy. All right. Um, I mean, I know we have an ad for modern fertility later. <laughs> I hope you're not telling me something. No, I'm not. But okay. I think. That the tell was they both thought of dad. Okay. You know. Very interesting. All right. The next one is from a basketball player. He was called Pistol Pete Maravich. He was an all-American basketball player who played for the Utah Jazz and the Atlanta Hawks during the 1970s. In 1974, he reportedly told the Beaver County Times newspaper in an interview. This is what he said. I don't want to play 10 years in the NBA and die of a heart attack at age 40. Wow. Okay, so he doesn't want to play 10 years and die at 40. Okay. Maverich retired from the NBA after playing for 10 years, and six years later, he died at the age of 40 due to a heart attack. Whoa. Was that a premonition or a mantra? Right. Right? Okay. Because you have to be careful, like, the things you say. Yeah, but how, I mean, yeah, that's kind of weird though, right? But that's so specific. It's so specific. You know, know, that kind of goes back to the thought that, you know, I was talking about last week that we have soul contracts and there's a level, there's a level of us where, you know, there's some sort of subconscious awareness we have of them of when our passing could be or how long we're going to last or what, and you'll see when we talk to Jamie and Aaron, like what people say, you know, you know, maybe they don't think they're going to live a long time or things of that nature. Like you, you kind of have that thought in your head and then it tell people around you. And then when it turns out to be true, they're like, well, he always said he wasn't going to, Yeah. or like that basketball player, like he always said he was going to die of a heart attack at age 40. And look, it happened. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, there, and there are, so there were a lot that were, you know, and uh, even from the group, you know, about like an accident, they, they, they car accident, they're scared of cars, they're scared to drive or whatever. Right. Uh, scared to get on a plane. Yeah, these irrational like fears. But are they? But uh, yeah, but then then something happens. Right. So wow. Well, this, okay. Here's another interesting one: an American rock singer, songwriter, and musician, Warren Zevon. You know Warren Zevon? I do not. He um he sings Werewolves in London. I know that song. You know the the 
you know, my best memory of Werewolves of London. Yes. I don't know if you know this. Many years ago, we were driving around New York City in the village on Halloween. I remember that. Everybody was dressed up. <laughs> and Warren Zevon's Werewolves of London came on the radio. And I thought that was pretty cool. That was a, that was a, that was a crazy night. Yeah. That was before Spotify. <laughs> So that it just was. came on. Okay. It was just like miraculous that it would come yeah, on. Yeah. And you really had to capture that moment. Yeah. Like you can't replay it. And we were like the only people not dressed up. <laughs> that was crazy because <laughs> we just we just happened upon this crazy Halloween parade with people full out in oh, yeah. costumes. Well, then we realized in the village in New York City on Halloween, they, they go all oh out. Oh my gosh, it was all out. It was crazy. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. All right. So Warren's even wrote the song, The Factory. Um, the song is about a man who, like his father, becomes a factory worker and dies of lung cancer. So his father died of lung cancer. 16 years later, Zivon died of a rare asbestos-based lung cancer, malignant mesothelioma, despite the fact that he had never been into a factory. Mm. This form of cancer primarily caused among factory workers. So but he never worked in a factory. He never worked in it. He wrote about the song. He wrote his about father it. Died. His father died of that. He never had been to a and factory. And he never even... That you know what is that? Well, that's taking on someone's energy. Okay. You know, I, I often will see. It's interesting too. Like, just I never. I guess. Well, when I do readings, um, if somebody's if a couple's been married for a really long time, I they start wearing each other's issues, health issues and stuff. Oh boy. So I'll feel like a hip issue on the wife, or a mirrored issue in the husband, or blood issues. Like they share things. I think if you have a psychic bond with somebody very strongly and you tend to be a physical empath, which is somebody that can take in other people's literal pain and um, health issues, you know, that, that's something that can manifest in your own self. Wow. Maybe he, really, you know, he was very much affected, I'm sure, by his father's condition so, on, on many levels and it, and it manifested in a physical way. That's wow. amazing. Now let me ask you this. Okay. Do your feet hurt a lot? Lately, they've been hurting. Okay, because, you know, I I mean, I know. everybody knows I got the worst feet. You do have bad feet. And my feet always hurt. That's a bad mantra. Right. You've challenged I, feet. I have challenged feet <laughs> that don't hurt. <laughs> I'm just I mean. No, they do, but I like, mean, I, I think it's like. I don't think we should call them like bad feet. Okay. I mean, it just from like, I just remember even as a kid, my feet would hurt, so. That makes me stressed out because my grandpa always said you die from the feet up. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so like, you have to watch your feet, everybody. All right, all right. This is a premonition episode. Come on. <laughs> don't, you don't, don't want to have a panic attack in the middle of okay, taping. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Let's go on. All right. Th- this one is about Steve Irwin. You know, Steve Irwin. Uh, yes. N- yeah. National Geographic guy. Cranky. Yeah. Yeah. Australia. But he passed. It was so sad. I loved his oh, I show. I mean, we all... And now his his daughter's pregnant, right. and it's yeah. Okay, and he died, I think, of like a stingray, the yeah. barb of a stingray. Yes. Right. So, right before he embarked on that last journey, that final wildlife adventure, Steve had been toying with the idea of packing in his TV career in order to focus on his family, life, and children, um, who were only eight and three years old at the time. Mm-hmm. His wife later recalled, "I remember him saying to me, I don't think I'm going to film anymore. I think I'm just going to spend time with my kids.' Wow. So." Uh, Terry was in Terry the wife was in Tasmania when the couple's children with the couple's children when he learned of her husband's when she learned of his fate yeah that's you know maybe he sensed a transition was coming he just read it a different way right I mean that last one maybe he had a feeling I mean that was like the top of his career like there was no reason why he would stop filming he was had this amazing successful show everybody knew his name he was a mega star it was almost like they were just beginning yeah. with with that and for him to just be like you know what i'm done 
and he was done, just not in the way that he probably anticipated. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, right. Because I remember, yeah, he was like, I mean, it was like he him, was top of his game. That him was, and Jack Hanna, right? Yeah, With the two big names. I mean, we yeah. knew, we knew Jared Miller from Buffalo. We did. He, oh my god, I haven't heard that name in yeah. so long. He was he was big on. Do you guys he, know who Jared Miller is? He's from Buffalo. He does a lot. Oh, I we should get him on with Rachel Ray. He was oh on yeah, with well, he Ray. was on everybody's show. So he's one of those guys. <laughs> so we when we lived in Buffalo, this is a digress, major digression. Yeah. I'm gonna harass him and see if he still remembers me. Get him on the show. He, you know, if you <laughs> would have read him back then, you weren't doing color readings. He no. could have been the first celebrity I you was, read. I was being yes. Okay, I was we, being a teacher. Why was, did we, we think of it? We live in this crappy. It wasn't crappy. It was a nicer apartment complex. It was fine, but like. You don't expect somebody who's on the Tonight Show and the Jay Leno Show and the Rachel Ray Show and every single show to live there. And he did. He was one of those animal guys that comes yeah. out with like a penguin and the penguin does something funny. And yeah. he had he hosted um, his own pet shows and stuff for yeah. a while. Yeah, uh, the best part about hanging out with him, yeah. is he'd always bring a pet with him, like an exotic animal. He would keep them in the apartment, Pocket. like because yeah. he had a roommate, and the roommate would tell us how like he'd wake up in the morning and be attacked by like a puma or something. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. It was awesome. That one time he brought that koala bear over. Oh, it was fantastic. Classic. Yeah. All right, I'm going to harass him. You totally reminded me. All right. All right. We got a couple <laughs> more of these. Uh, Mark Bolin. He was he wasn't afraid to. He was a performer. He wasn't afraid to perform in front of thousands of screaming fans as the singer of a rock band called T Rex. I never heard of it, but Mm-mm. okay. But Bolin did fear one thing: driving. Is what I was saying earlier. Yeah. So much so that he never got his own license. Mm. He died in a car accident just two weeks shy of his thirtieth birthday. Oh my so gosh! The guy just refused to go in cars. I mean, drive cars. Uh, wow. That's kind of yeah. That's like that's like what we were talking about. Like it's an extreme phobia, and then that happened. Yeah. Did he know? Did, did he, he know, sense right. it? Did he sense it? Did he sense it? Was that? He just had some level. That's how it was going to happen. That's when you wonder if things are just meant to be, which I think in some ways they are. Yeah. All right. We got two more. Okay. Uh, here's one for the numbers, guys, maybe for the greens in the group. Uh, Abraham is a French name, de Moivre, a famed mathematician. He spent a great deal of time wondering about his own death. At one point, he predicted that he'd pass on November 27th, 1754. And wouldn't you know it, that's the exact day. He passed How while he, he was sleeping. Oh, well, he was sleeping. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, right, because he could have like, killed, killed himself, himself or something. Yeah, wow. You know, it's kind of like that movie, The Beautiful, A Beautiful Mind. Or I, I think when you work so closely with numbers, numbers can be major message, messengers from the beyond. Like you can get a lot of angel messages through numbers or it's a way, it's a pattern. So it's a way like spirit or nature can communicate um, through. So it seems like he got messages about his own passing or his own transition through the numbers. And I wonder, now I'm all curious, yeah. what other messages he might have gotten or other things he knew just from looking at numbers. That's incredible. I, I mean, I'm going to say he's a green purple. Probably. Probably a green purple. Last one. Last what one. What do we got? All right, here's a quote, and then you tell me about it. Okay. From day one, I always knew I would never be the next queen. Nobody said to me, nobody ever said this to me. I just knew it. Oh, Princess Diana. Princess Diana. Yeah, she said that. Like, you can hear that quote. There's a lot of conspiracies around her, her passing and whatnot, um, I guess. But just when you hear her in that documentary, I forget which one, in her own words or something. Uh, it, I think it's on Netflix. It's a good one. I've mentioned it before. She says that. And when you hear her say that, you just get chills. Because it's like 
yes, she wouldn't be queen because they got divorced, but it felt bigger than that, you know? Um, it's amazing. And it's it's not proven, but it is out there. Her butler said that she thought that she would die in a car accident and it would look like an accident, but wasn't. Now, that's not proven. That's just hearsay. Right. But, you know, there's just so much around her passing that's, what did she know? You know, on what level? Amazing. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. For bringing those to our attention yes i will i will try to be a better quote reader in the future i know I, you do well well sometimes I stumble. you stumble you know what it is i think like with you you read ahead well we have special education teachers here that's which I true think can help you with some strategies yes and they actually did give me some tips <laughs> i'm looking at their chalkboard right oh, now they're giving you tips and it says slow down and enunciate slow down and enunciate it's yes. not a race that's it's what weird, they're writing jamie wrote half the sentence and aaron wrote the other half <laughs> synchronicities wow yeah See, they're here to help you thank you you know what else is here to help you better help yes i need that yeah better help is such it's been such a blessing to me therapy in general has been such a blessing to me i love therapy you know 2020 was interesting so let's do a mental health check-in how are you really and what do you need right now therapy can help even if you don't have to go in this is like a you know like this is what i have to talk about or uh, you know, I think highly sensitive people like ourselves, sometimes we can, oh, I don't want to bore them or my problems aren't that big or no, just, just say what comes up. You know, sometimes just calling somebody and having a third person just be like, well, what's going on? Well, how do you feel? Like, just go in and see what happens. That's what I do. And it's amazing what comes up, all the stuff that can come up that can be very helpful. So what is therapy exactly? It's like I said, it's whatever you want it to be. You can get some tools to help with motivation, depression, anxiety, battling your temper, stress, dealing with insecurity in relationships or at work or whatever you need. And you might not know what it is right now. You might not know until you start talking. And that's okay. It's time to stop being ashamed of your normal human struggles and start feeling better because, you know, you deserve to be happy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 20 sorry, 48 hours. The thing is they're, they're so, my therapist gets back to me right away. So they're, they're very on top of it. And, um, I know you never feel left, left alone. They're always there for you. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and we thank them and know your aura listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash KYA. Again, that's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash K Y A. Do you know like how sometimes like scientists find different species of animals? Yeah. That have never been, since I've been going to BetterHelp, they've yeah. actually found different diagnoses. <laughs> of, like for me. They're like, like, let's, yeah. my, yeah. my, person doesn't diagnose me she just talks to me oh yeah mine actually not, does no. <laughs> like, and they found like these weird things that have never been diagnosed before so. well you're always a special case scott that's yeah. for sure yes that's true um you know with me i want to talk about this this new product um that i was introduced through the podcast feels do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or have trouble sleeping at least once a week? You're not alone. Many of us do. Personally, I 
sleep terribly. And sometimes I just need something to, to help me just sleep. I don't want to be fuzzy the next day. I don't want to be groggy. I have to be up and ready to go. And I was searching for anything that would help. And then through this podcast, I discovered Feels. So what is it? Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Uh, it's just been wonderful. I just, when I need it, I take it and it just helps me get through the night um, with an uninterrupted, peaceful, wonderful, calm sleep. Uh, Place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. So leave room to experiment over the course of a week or two. You may need to take more or less to get the effects you're after. But if you're new to CBD like I was, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high hangover or addiction. You don't feel groggy in the morning, nothing like that. You just wake up and it's ready to go. Uh, It works naturally. And you can join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your doorstep every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. So become a member today by going to feels.com slash KYA, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's feels, F-E-A-L-S dot com slash KYA to become a member and get 50% off automatically taken your first order with free shipping, feels.com slash KYA. All right, so we're going we're gonna to bring Jamie in in a second. Uh, Jamie, get just clean up the chalk. You have chalk all over the place. <laughs> uh, and I just want to remind people. Uh, actually, I mean, we didn't mention you yet. Uh, what colors do you think you are? So we are going to be confirming members of the MMSF their colors at the end of these two interviews. So stick around uh, after Aaron's interview to hopefully, you know, we did have hundreds and hundreds of submissions, yeah. but we are going to pick some out. Yeah. All right, come on, Jamie, let's go. I am here with Mystic Michaela, spiritual family member and KYA listener, uh, Jamie. Oh, Oh, look at you. got your shirt on. Yeah, I got mine on too, Stacey. Oh, (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I had to wear it. Um, So thank you so much for being here. You know, last week we had so many amazing, I mean, just countless, the premonitions, so many amazing premonitions and... You kind of wrote on the thread that we had put up to gather all the premonitions. You know, I'm just going to DM you. And you sent mm-hmm. me this email and like I was weeping. And so, and I'm like, you know what? I, I wanted to save this for just this extra, I guess, just showcasing because I feel like a lot of people can relate. I feel like it can help a lot of people kind of get to the deeper layers of what premonitions are and what it can mean to you. I guess just understanding yourself as a person. So can we go back to go back to the beginning like what you were a little girl what happened um I was a little girl and I would get these um well to start I was the clingiest child in like the whole world um and I was telling when you guys reached out I was telling my one friend um the whole story and he almost said like it was like you were acting like you had abandonment issues before any you know abandonment actually occurred and I was like wow like it was almost like I always I always knew, like, I was always terrified of my parents going anywhere, yeah. leaving me. There's actually, like, a wall in my mom's friend's house um, that was the first wall that was, like, between me and my mom, and I was, like, two or three years old. <laughs> so, wow. they, like, yeah, I was clingy, clingy. Yeah, um, so, so that was something that they 
even mentioned about you, like, oh, Jamie's a clinger or oh, yeah. It was yeah. Like, like this just, is like yeah. a thing. Yeah, okay. So you were like a cling. So it's like more than other children for sure. Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. That's interesting. Children. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I, I remember having the dream for like the first time, probably around like seven or eight, but then I remember waking up and being like, wow, I've, I've had this dream before. Like this isn't the first time, um, that I've had this dream. Um, and I mean, I can remember the picture so vividly in my mind, but so many of the details I feel like are unnecessary. Um, but basically I knew my dad was like underneath something. Like I was like on in a driveway, whatever. And there was this puzzle in front of me and it said like, you know, three, one, two. And I knew that I had to put it together to like save him. That was the emotion, you know, and, and we work in, in emotions and feelings. So that, that was the feeling that I had. Um, but then as soon as I went to go touch the pieces, it would turn into like a different language and I couldn't ever figure out the puzzle. Mm. And then, so I would wake up feeling like I lost, like I, like I failed. Um, and then I distinctly remember being in bed one night and again, young, I was sharing the room with my sister in like the twin beds. And I remember looking at a picture and I think it might, it might've been one of the ones I sent you, but I, I remember me dressed up as like an angel for like a church play and him holding me. So I couldn't find that one. And I remember thinking in my head, no, but like daddy's the angel. And like, wow. like, and I would get like, like a panic attack and like start crying. And I don't know that I ever expressed it, like what I was worried about, but. Well, you were very young. Very, very. And I mean, this I was, was like, young when it happened too. Right. So I, yeah. And this was like a repetitive kind of feeling and a repetitive kind of dream that you kept having. Yeah. Just the constant fear of my parents leaving. And I mean, it wasn't focused on my dad. It wasn't, you know, I was probably clingier to my mom because she did stay at home and she was the caretaker. So it was, it was definitely a parental fear that I was not channeling. The dreams are what really, um, what really focused in on my dad. Um, and then I was 13 and it was, yeah, like the year after 9-11. So I was definitely heightened, you know, being a kid at that time with the, like, you know, that much tragedy. Right. And I remember someone down the street had lost their father. And mm -hmm. so that really triggered me. Um, and then I had, I had watched the ring and like, I can never watch scary movies. Yeah, me neither. So, yeah. Yeah. Like it was, <laughs> it was not okay. So I thought that was it. And it was, it was, I remember distinctly that it was two weeks and I was just like a different person. Like I shut down. I wouldn't like, I, I just, I felt like uncomfortable moving and, and like doing anything. Okay. And I remember like driving in my mom's car and like looking up at these woods and seeing like somebody fall, which again, could have been the ring. But like, I just kept having this like deep fear and, and I kept telling, you know, my family, something really bad is going to happen. And wow. I thought it was like the, a 9-11 again. Like that's what I was kind of, that was the feeling right. I was getting. Um, you know, not that it was my own personal, um, tragedy. I, I felt like it was a grander at that um, age though. Because yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it was, it, yeah, it was grand, as grand as it was. Um, so that went on for like two weeks before. And then the night before I was sleeping at my, at my dad's house and I heard like, and I remember like every moment of this, or at least like the emotion through every moment of this. And I just heard all these sirens and, trucks like it's it sounded like you know a five alarm fire or mm -hmm. something was going crazy and the neighbors had their grandparents who lived with them so I went into my dad's room and I'm like dad like 
we gotta, we gotta go help like nanny and pop pop. Like something's, something's wrong next door. Like what's going on? And he looked at me and he was just kind of like, James, what are you talking about? And I was like, all the sirens. And like, I remember his face just like, and he was not like, he wasn't big on the whole feelings. You're feeling, you know what I mean? Like feeling your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. You're scared, like you're scared, but like he was, he was scared. You scared him. You freaked him out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I really freaked him out. Right. And my mom did say that he had like kind of premonition things too, but never talked about them. And, um, like, but something about dying young, she said always was something that he's. That's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so there were no sirens. You just had that. You just woke up with that in your head. It was very real to you. Yeah. He opened the blinds. Oh my God. (laughs) Had me look outside and he looked out, like we looked outside together and I was just like, like what? Whoa. And And you're 13. Like you're not eight years old or six years old. Like. And what's so funny is I was sending you the pictures and I look, I sent the one, um, you know, when like the last one of our, like, you know, our family together, mm-hmm. but you know, like the, the shot at the place. Um, and I looked at myself thinking, wow, I was so young there. And like, I was 12 or 13 when that picture was taken, right. but in my head, I wasn't so young when it happened. Like mm-hmm. I know I was, but because like, you know, I know I'm like an older soul and I also like had to deal with all of this and like become, you know, such a grown up after this happened. Like, I don't remember myself like that. That's a child. Like that's yeah. the age of the kids I teach. Like that's, uh, that's a baby. And to like see my face and think that that was the year that it happened. Like that was, that was crazy for me. So your dad opens the windows. He's like, there's no sirens. And what does he mm-hmm. do? How does he handle um, he this? Let he let me sleep in his bed, which Aww. I was not allowed to do since I was like six. And tell, let me tell you, I asked like every single day. Um, but he would always have to like, every time I did, I remember as a kid, he would like try to make barriers because I would always <laughs> kick him in, in the private. And, like, That's I would, so he's, funny. <laughs> you have an act, you just can get me, you know, every time. Um, so he like, he refused to let me, to let me sleep there. And, and this mm-hmm. night he said, you know, you can, you can sleep here. Like Aww. you're not, you're not doing well. Um, and I woke up and he woke me up cause he was going for a run. He always asked me if I wanted to run. I always said, no, I don't want to, I never want to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he went for a run and, uh, on his run, he had a heart attack and, and died instantly. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, and then I, I, you know, I know that everyone handled it correctly. Like, you know, we, it's, my sister was 11, I was 13. Mm-hmm. And so like the neighbors came over, my mom was working in the city. So they, my mom wanted to be, to be the one to tell us, mm-hmm. um, so she, you know, was on her way back and it, it took hours. And I remember the, um, the neighbors came and my first thought was, they said he like broke his leg or something. And my first thought was dad's going to be really annoying on crutches. And then something in my brain said, but he's not going to be back. Wow. Like the, my, like I, like that thought was instantly like swatted from my brain. And like, I did, I had like a boyfriend at 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went downstairs and I called him and I was like, my, my dad's dead. And he was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what, what? And he's like, is that what happened? I was like, they're all telling me he fell down and he broke but his leg. But like, know. I know. What yeah, does that feel know. like to just know if you could explain um, it? To be honest, like that was the last time I, I trusted it. Mm-hmm. So that feeling is so far for me. That's something that like with your podcast and with your family that I'm always like, that I'm trying to like regain, like trusting that, yes. that instinct, um, but I remember the moment that I said that to him and knowing like was just like a pure numbness of like, 
like hitting a wall. Like mm-hmm. I was just like, like, this is like, this is what's happening. Um, but all the things before are just so scary. I know for a while after it, I almost felt like, you know, responsible or like yes. I caused it or, yeah. you know, cause you know, when you don't trust your intuition too, mm-hmm. you feel like maybe you like backwards manifested it. Like, well, yeah, I was so worried. You just knew yeah. it was it, a pr- that's, and that's the thing. And I talked about that on last week's podcast, um, which you haven't heard yet because I'm recording this ahead. But um, I talk about that on last week's podcast where I say a lot of times like we fear premonitions because we our ego mm-hmm. wants us to think that we did it and we didn't do it. Just some of us have uh, like it's like a sixth sense. It's an ability to sense uh, when somebody's going to pass or read their soul contract for them. And it sounds yeah. like you had that bond with your dad. And it, it is easier honestly with family members to do that to feel yeah and it sounds like and you're indigo purple so Mm -hmm. i think it's really interesting that you said that's the last time that you trusted it like so what have yeah so what have like relationships been like for you um i guess in life not great (laughs) okay um and that is something else i um the reason I wrote everything down for you was Mm -hmm. I did my yoga teacher training and there's something called a dharma talk where you you do a dharma talk in the beginning of every yoga class so like if you're familiar with taking yoga it's like you know something the teacher shares with you it's usually not you know this deep yeah but for teacher training we do a deep one kind of like to get to know each other and you always want to leave them with something to share so I shared you like and I brought the bingos and we all tried to figure out our colors at the end and it was so fun yeah it was so fun I think I might have a couple star seeds I'm like oh god I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. For Dharma talk, Um, the star seeds show up for sure. The star seeds always show up. Um, But yeah, I I think that this really helped me. I always just thought I was bad at at picking people. Um, And it doesn't help with the self-talk either Mm -hmm. when the people you surround yourself with are narcissists and they bring you down all the time, you know, like everything. Um, My last relationship was about three years ago and it was, you know, not physically abusive, anything like that. But like, it was full-blown empath versus narcissist. Mm. Um, He has no feelings. He had a terrible childhood, all those things. But like, he never realized it was terrible. He thought it was awesome, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, But that lasted two years. It had so much strife. And at the end of it, I just kind of was yelling at myself. Like, why did I let this happen? Why did I put myself through this. And then, you know, little by little, I looked at the other relationships, like granted I was working in the bar. So, um, you know, people that become your friends from sitting in a bar stool while you're working usually don't have the healthiest of habits, but they're fun, but they're so much fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like your purple phase, you know, like, yeah, that was my purple. Yeah. Yeah. My purple ran free. Yeah. Free purple. Yeah. Free purple for sure. And I had, I had a lot of time, fun, and those people were always good, but it was always the people um, that needed needed to be fixed. And mm-hmm. I think, like, I, I always kind of thought, like, I knew it. I knew what I was doing. Um, I just kind of always thought I didn't want to be the broken one. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, like, I don't, I hated, and this you helped me with, too. Like, I always hated people pitying me, and I, I couldn't figure out why. And with you, I've realized that, like, because I felt it. And yeah. I don't want to feel pity. So like when you're a 13-year-old girl whose dad just died oh in the middle of a wake with, I mean, the, like luckily we had so much support, like the entire middle school came, all the teachers, the whole neighborhood, like yeah. there were hundreds and hundreds of people there. And like I left and did my dance recital because I, 
Well, <laughs> I get it, you know, because you're feeling all that stuff and there's nothing mm-hmm. you can, you just feel like they need something from you. Like they want to yes. fix you and they mm-hmm. can't. And so you feel them feeling unsuccessful at that. And then you're like, you know, I'm just going to go to my dance recital and I'm also going to be okay. How about if I'm and, okay, then you feel yes. successful and I never deal with the things that I have to deal with. And then I mm-hmm. find narcissist boyfriend, like, like, you know, <laughs> however many years later, but, but it yeah. sounds like you're figuring it out now, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So that's such, really- such a gift that you can trust that you're, you can trust your gut again. I'm starting to. Yeah. yeah. I think like with you and with, with everyone I'm surrounding myself mm. with and everything that I'm starting to do and, you know, the positive self-talk, which I didn't even realize was negative for so long. Yeah. It was just like repeating what other people said, you yeah. know? And like, I told you, my family's awesome. Like I have a wonderful <laughs> core, like family, like there's nothing wrong with it, but, and I have great, I have a few core friends too, but like the other people I was surrounding me myself with were always like silently breaking me down and putting these thoughts in my head that like I wasn't good enough or like, you know, my anxiety and depression made me crazy or made yeah. me like not worthy and, and, and all those things. So I've done like, I've, I have come so far and I really do feel like this aspect of trusting myself, like you mm-hmm. put that together and mm-hmm. I was like, like blown away. Um, but like this aspect of trusting myself and trusting my intuition and like trusting how I feel and my gut feeling is the, is really like the one last piece to my puzzle that I'm like still really. Uh, yeah. On. Well, yeah. I, you know, even from that, it's interesting how we try to protect ourselves and, you know, as a very little girl, you just knew mm-hmm. and it's, it's just the armor you had to wear was your ego coming in and telling you, nope, you're wrong. And we're going to shut that down. And the people that you surrounded yourself with, your ego chose. Like, oh, more people to tell her to shut down. Nope, she's not right. Yep. Shut her down. Make her make her powerless. Take away her power. But now, look at you. Like, you're you've grown into yourself. You have you working on your voice, and you know you're doing things that are more authentic to you. And mm-hmm. you're trusting that very. It's a scary voice because you have that sixth sense. You're you're able to read. But you you're a teacher for special ed children. Mm-hmm. And look at you. You use that intuition all day long there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Isn't it funny? Because we were talking before. Isn't it funny how like kids, I don't know, there's, it's, I don't know, it's easy with them because they're so safe. It is. it is. And even the ones, <laughs> I have a few that, you know, are struggling with things by fifth grade. There's, there's stuff. Oh yeah. Um, but it's just so raw and genuine. Mm. Like you can see it. And I mean that it does, it, it really, like if something happens with them, I'm like, not okay. Well, they're they're time. your babies. They're your people. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. And I followed them for a couple years. Oh my um, gosh, Jamie. So, oh, yeah. I feel my you. Group, yeah. My one group, I miss them so much. They went to sixth grade this year. I'm You're like, like the indigo teacher. You're like, can we just <laughs> name each other the same last name and I'll adopt you all. And literally, <laughs> you're like, I'll just keep oh, you. you go home. Um, they was like, you don't have kids. I'm like, you guys are my you're kids. You're my children. They're, they're, like, they're like, okay, weirdo. I have a mom. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thank you. Oh my gosh. This was amazing. I appreciate you so much for coming and telling us your story and helping us understand what it might mean to, I don't know, have these feelings and, and like where it can take us, I guess, authentically into ourselves. Yeah. And I just hope everybody, you know, if you do feel something, you know, don't obsess, you didn't cause it, you didn't, you're not backwards manifesting or anything like just, just trust your gut and, 
and know that, you know, other people are working towards that, that as well. That's really important to hear. Thank you, Jamie. Wow. So that, that was an amazing interview with Jamie. Um, and we, we're going to have Aaron come in in a second. But before that, we just have to do a couple ads. Yeah, let's, let's chat about, this is truly one of my favorites. I've said that a lot. Modern fertility. Like I always say, I have so many readings, so many people. This is such a big question mark in people's lives. And there's an answer for it. There's an actual answer for it. Me, for example, I, you know, getting to the age where I just want to know what's going on with me hormonally. And it's been helpful for that. You know, making sense of time in 2020 has been a little tricky, but as the year um, has come to a close and now we're into 2021, there's one important timeline modern fertility can help you better understand, and that's your reproductive one. Time to get going again in life. And that's why modern fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but modern fertility only costs $159 to get the same information. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can use those dollars on modern fertility. You'll get insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means. And you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to inter- to review your results and options for the next steps, which was very helpful for me with understanding what was going on with my body. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, or you're like me and you just want to know what's going on, you need information to make the decision that's best for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. And most importantly, it can help you I don't know, your peace of mind is like the biggest thing, I think. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That's modernfertility.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. I took that test. What did it say about your eggs? It said my eggs were good. Yeah. I have really good eggs. It's amazing. They're hard-boiled. Hard-boiled eggs. Over easy. Okay, that's interesting results. Sunny side up. (laughs) And we have Brooklyn in. Your new favorite. Yes, because we're still in bed. We're still it's in now bed. It's been four weeks. We don't leave. We have not left the bed in four weeks. It looks good. It feels good. Yeah. That's you the only know. problem with this company. Yeah, Brooklyn. The sheets are so great that we just don't They're leave not, the bed. And they look like aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. I don't have use of my legs anymore. <laughs> You're like grandpa in um, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, exactly. We're like those people. Yeah. We get it now. They probably had Brooklyn in. You know, life is too short to sleep <laughs> between anything less than really nice sheets. But maybe you looked at some retailers and calculated the years of interest you'd pay on just one set and gave up. Trust me, go check out Brooklyn. And so Brooklyn was started by Scott's favorite, Rich and Vicky. Yes. They will are, come. They will come to the Scott house. Scott says they come. If you buy enough Brooklyn, they show up. <laughs> Who also tried, you know, they'd also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer breading company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen, Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting 
They are so confident you will love their products. They even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. And Brooklinen is so much more than sheets. They've got comforters, pillows, towels, even lounge mirror. You can match your sheets and more. Um, you know, it's 2021. Do something nice for yourself and start the new year. To help you do that, Brooklinen has a special offer. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code KYH. You get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. That's brooklinen.com and enter promo code KYA to get the $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com and use promo code KYA at checkout. Hey, Scotty, you have such a sexy voice. Thank you. <laughs> you remind me of those stories I listened to on Dipsy. I listen to them too. <laughs> those are really fun for us. It really is. I uh, actually listened to Lights Out, which is about, well, can we go into all the details of the sexy yeah, story? Yeah, yeah, it's this erotica tale. Yes, of a woman who goes into the shower, like most of our KY. A listeners, forty-two percent of them, and she has an erotic fantasy about another guy coming in while she's in the shower, and they're just kind of friends. You enjoyed that one? I sure did. <laughs> well, me too. Because just because you're grown up doesn't mean you've outgrown your bedtime stories. Whether you want a story to turn you on or wind you down for better sleep, Dipsy helps you get in touch with yourself for some extra sweet dreams. What is Dipsy? Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on, much like Scott's voice here might do for many of you. Well, yes, of course. (laughs) Each Dipsy story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there. Find stories about an off-limits hookup with your professor or a costume party that takes things to the next level or maybe a story where your partner tells you exactly what to do or you try a new toy together. Mm. They release new stories every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. They do have a lot of variety. Yeah, they have one about a family taking a canoe trip, <laughs> and they see some erotica along the way. Yeah, in a, in a canoe. In a canoe. That wasn't our canoe. Right. I mean, their canoe. Right. Dipsy also has wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and even soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off. They're actually kind of cool. They're like, um, because I need background noise when I sleep. So they have whole stories with just like background noise. Mm. That's nice. All right. So what to do for listeners of the show. Listen up, guys. Dipsy is offering a 30-day free, it's free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash K. Y-A. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to Dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com slash K-Y-A, dipsystories.com slash K-Y-A. And thanks for supporting our podcast. And try it out. It's free. Like, what the heck? You don't know this, but Dipsy contacted me on a separate email. This doesn't surprise me. And they want me to make one of the stories, (laughs) you you know, like to be the voice. Yeah. And uh, I said yes. Oh, my God. So I think... (laughs) If you get this subscription one one of these days, I don't know if they'll air mine. Yeah, I'm hoping they will. Is it you like could, you could hear me? Doing is it, it Amish erotica? I, don't give it away. <laughs> don't give it away. So special guest talking about her premonitions, our very own neighbor, Erin. Hey, Erin. Hi, friends. Nice to see you all. We have known her for ten years, and yeah. she's a prophetic dreamer. 
Yes. And, and no, for real. No, many premonitions. Yes. It's great. About it's, all sorts of things. Yeah. Even Megan. Yes. What about you? Yeah. The Your first sister, time. I think it yes, was. Yes, it was. The first time before we kind of were out with each other mm-hmm. about her being a prophetic dreamer and me being like an aura color seer. Totally. Like Aaron was all like cash, like, hey, um, you know, I had a dream. And like she basically said something that was going on in my family. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's totally going on in my family right now. And she's been spooky magical ever since. All right. So True. Before, before we let her tell her stories, okay, we have to give her the test. Now, yeah. we, we gave Erin the option. She is also, by the way, she is a member of the MMSF. Yes. Okay. Uh, we gave Erin the option, you know, as we give all our guests. We gave Jamie the same option. Yeah. Option one, okay, just you interview them. <laughs> and option two is we both interview Aaron's them. like, I don't remember getting that choice. I just like, yeah. remember being accosted in the street yesterday <laughs> while the kids were playing, that but it's happen. fine. Okay. So... Jamie was smart, and she chose option one, and she, and you just interviewed her. And Erin, you know, whatever, she just went with the better option, of course, which is option two. Totally. Okay. So if you go with option two, which means we both interview, you have to do the five questions of sound, mind, and body. I can do it. Are, are I like you? mostly sound. Okay. I don't so, know. So you're ready to do that. It's 50-50. Okay. All right. So here are the questions. Okay. Um, first question, which we ask every single person. Do you know your aura colors? Yes. Okay, what are they? Blue with a little purple. Yeah. Blue and a little purple? Is that correct, Misty Pacala? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Erin knows. She, like, reads colors. I like to think that it's a glittery blue, but <laughs> that's just my thoughts. <laughs> All right. And, you know, Erin's a special ed teacher, and she, we believe she wears inauthentic yellow at work. I must. <laughs> I must. All right. So, so you passed question one. Okay. Um, okay. Do you know that's my good. colors? That's not, that's not one of the five questions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what are my You're colors? You're a red-blue. Okay, all right. All right, you She's pass right. number one. She's all right. right. Number two, the sound question. Would you go to a Keisha concert? Kesha. Kesha. Kesha? 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 Oh, Kesha with a S is like a... Kanish? What's her name? It's Kesha. 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 Would you go to a Kesha, Kesha concert? No. No? Oh. I don't like a lot of people around with the noise and the people. Excellent. All right, it's, you a lot of, it's a lot of things happening. I'm and like, I don't know any of... I don't celebrate any songs. Okay. I mean, I think she's fine, but I don't know. Fant- you know it's a no. It's you a hard are, no for you me. You are doing great. All right. <laughs> Feels like it. So far, you're two for two. I would have said no as well. The third question is the, the mind question. Okay. Would you rather have the mind of a sloth... Her favorite Or animal. a coyote. A sloth or a coyote? The I mind. mean, a sloth is my spirit animal... So, so you would go with a sloth? Yeah. Very slow moving. 100%. Okay. Intentional and mindful is how I like to think of a sloth, okay? okay. And he doesn't okay. like, you know, doesn't like waste a lot of energy. He's yes. purposeful. Yeah, that sounds like you. Yeah. That's really good. She I like is, that. This is probably the highest score we've ever had. Oh, Whoa. my God. I'm so excited. All right. Question number four. Two to go. Okay. Body question. If you had to lose one part of your body, what would it be and why? <laughs> Oh my god! Well, so it can't be my legs, as I need them for running. She's okay. a rare blue runner. Okay, <laughs> so you have to lose a body part, and then why? Um, maybe like an earlobe, because like, why do I care about that? Yeah, that's good. okay. That's All okay. right, okay, okay, okay. Earlobe? I mean, I don't need earrings, so okay. it's okay. And your final question: Do you feel, or sorry, <laughs> you're so serious? Have you? <laughs> these are serious <laughs> questions. Yeah. 
Megan, we have to know. Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, the listeners need to know. Okay. They need to that, know that she's sound that she mind wanted body. to be here, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question. Have you ever had a premonition that myself, me, would become an international TikTok sensation? I mean, no, but only because I don't really understand TikTok. I'm just going to say. <laughs> One of my fifth graders was talking to me about TikTok and asked me if I had any followers, and I was like, oh, okay. I don't know. They dude. want to follow you? I don't, yeah, they do. They're like, <laughs> so they did. It's like they were trying to explain it. I was like, I'm going to just stop you right there because so, I don't think I'm in this age group. Okay. You're on TikTok? Yeah, me. Like, what do they no, do? I'm I don't not, understand I don't a, it. No, I don't have a TikTok account. Oh, okay. But on my vision board, I put that I'm going to be a famous TikToker. Oh, well, then I'm sure, like, I'll let you know if it shows up in the dreams. Okay. You know. All right. I'll so- keep you posted. But I don't think I understand TikTok enough for it to like for permeate even spirit my brain to communicate with her about All it because right. it makes me feel like old and like kind of upset. So but I don't get it. Get so what the kids get. Basically, you're taking down my vision board. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. I mean, I'm not mystical. I'm just you know, Aaron, just doing my life. All right. So we have some. You do have some premonition stories. I That's do. why you're here. Yeah. And the first one is about Grandpa Charlie. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Yeah. So I mean. Like, yeah, we're neighbors and we live across the street from each other. And like usually these conversations happen when we're watching the children play. 100%. And I'm always like, whoa, Aaron. So please tell us. And I don't remember this one, but I don't know if you even told me this one. But can you just take us to the beginning? Sure. So I was, it was my final like semester of college. This was probably the year 2001, so I didn't have a cell phone or anything. Nothing like that was going on. And I just, it was a regular day for me. I would, I remember just going to drive to the grocery store. And then all of a sudden I parked my car and I sat in the um, parking lot. And all of a sudden I just started to ball cry, which is not really a thing that I do. Yeah. Just all of a sudden, like, I just emptied like all these emotions and it was just like, like something like bad had happened. I was, and I really don't remember that ever had happened to me before in my life. Okay. And you were, and up to that point, you were having a fine day. I literally remember before I left to go to the cash and carry, I was on the phone with my friend talking about going to like the the beer festival that weekend. So, I mean, I was like living my best life. You know, I was like 21 years old. So then I went to the cash and carry and I just like cry. And I remember I just went inside, got my groceries really fast and then was like, I got to get out of here. But I was kind of recovered. But by the time I got home on my answering machine, because it was 2001, my mom had called and left a message to call her. And that's when she said, um, cause my grandmother was still alive at the time too. So she had found him. He had like a silent heart attack. Must've been the same time that this oh happened to my me gosh. because she had just called, um, for, and my dad's one of 10 kids. My grandpa was the father of, uh, they had nine boys and one girl. My dad was the seventh uh, son. And so I think she called one of my uncles and then he got my dad. My dad was in the middle of a meeting. I must've been a Thursday. And so, um, everyone kind of went over there. I was in Gainesville, so I was like four hours away. But um, I just like I just remember having that feeling. And as soon as I came home, I knew that like as soon as my mom left me, she never left me messages. Yeah, you know, unless it was really really important, she just will call me back later. But um, it was just such a feeling, you know. Like I hear that heavy. a lot. That like that the heaviness, the feeling that I'm describing it. Did you kind of just feel like I know what happened? I just felt it was like a loss. It was just like mm-hmm. I didn't, I couldn't pinpoint it. I just knew like something like I had lost. Like it was a mm-hmm. big loss okay. for me. Because I mean, I hadn't. I mean, I I was pretty close with my grandparents. We, mm-hmm. you know, growing up when my brother and I were younger, and my mom was taking some classes, we like dropped out of preschool because we weren't into it. So she just took it to us to grandma and grandpa's Aww. house, and so like we were always spending time over there, um, and we would go there a lot. So this was like, you know, yeah, they were they like, were a pretty big part of our lives. Yeah. Um. So I would see them every time I was home. I had just seen him. This was I think March. So I had just seen him probably for Christmas, Aww. and I don't think before that. But so yeah, it was just a really. I mean, it was just a 
feeling. Like I was overcome in like yeah. tears and it was just like, what is Emotion. happening? I just want to go to the beer festival. I'm like, what? Yeah. Why? And then I'm just trying to backtrack because yeah. I am, I do have anxiety sometimes. So I'm like, is it just that? But it was not like So you were questioning feeling. it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. why? Because you don't really want something bad to happen. So that's the right. thing. Like you're like, maybe it's fine. Maybe yeah. that's not the that's feeling. That's the ego. Maybe, like, yeah. maybe it's not. Um, that's, you know, at the time, because you were young, you know what I mean? And all that. What, did you think like, oh my gosh, that was my grandpa telling me? Like, how did you yeah. interpret it? I mean, I guess I just felt like, you know, it was like, you know, look out for your grandma kind of a thing. Wow. Or, you know, like so- something like that. Yeah. But, you know, I just, to me, I just, because it was like, you know, that's such a strong like family, you know, connection that we all have. And we have, you know, reunions every five years and really, you, you know, we close. have a website, like we're really into our family. Yeah. And so for, our, you know, my grandpa to pass away, I mean, and he was not super young. I mean, he, I think he was in his eighties, so it wasn't like, you know, terrible, but it was sudden. Yeah. And we, you know, he, we know, you know, he wasn't in great health, but it wasn't failing or anything yeah, but like it was that. Sudden. Yeah. It wasn't so expected. We just weren't mm-hmm. expecting it. So, you know, I just, you know, maybe, maybe he was, I don't know, but I just, to me, it just felt like somebody in my tribe was like now gone. See, that's amazing. So you kind of, knew, and then looking back, do you feel like it was him yeah, visiting just, you? Yeah, I just felt like, you know, like, mm-hmm. or, you know, just that, you know, one of the connections that I had in my family was then, you know, it was gone. Oh, wow. wow. And then you said you've All had, right. I yeah, remember so, this other yeah. one. Yeah, so this is not was a around for this one occurrence for you. Uh, this has happened many times, I guess. We have a couple more stories oh, here. Mean... And the next one you told us was about Cousin Robin. So right. what happened with that? So I have, or I had a cousin, Robin, who was about 10 years older than me. She was born. She had a lot of health problems when she was born. She had, was born with spina bifida, and she had, like, water on her brain, I think. And basically they told my aunt and uncle, this was back in, I guess, the 60s. You know, they basically said, you know, just leave her at the hospital with us. Wow. You know, she's probably not going to make it. You know, you guys are young. You can still have other kids. My, my aunt and uncle were like, that's not going to happen. And mm-hmm. so she lived a very full life until she was in her 40s. Like they said, two weeks, and she lived into her mid-40s. Um, and we were always close. Like this is my one of my dad's brothers who we do a lot with. We went on vacations together. So yeah. growing up, we were always together. She's really the reason I became a special ed teacher oh in the first gosh. place. Um, so anyhow, but her her health was declining. Yes. So when uh, we were having the birthday party over across the street for my daughter, mm-hmm. I think it was her second birthday, and they all came. And I just remember my aunt and uncle were just so extra stressed, and my cousin, and even like my other cousins that were there, were just saying, you know, she wasn't really herself, and all of these things, mm-hmm. and so. So that was a Sunday. So then Monday, I can remember now, I, I usually take like a long jog on a Monday because I'm crazy, but it was, so it was like about a 12 mile or so. And I just remember like in the middle of my run, all of a sudden I was thinking about my, my aunt and uncle and just what an inspiration they were to me because they were just so selfless and they really just gave her such a great life. And they, any, you know, we went on vacations like out West to like Grand Canyon and Yellowstone, yeah. like he, they took her everywhere. Like when we went, go to the beach, they, my, my uncle built her like a wagon Aww. that could go on the, like on the, the sand. So, you know, it wouldn't that be a problem. So, you know, we, she did, you know, she lived a great life. Yeah. And, um, so that, but that just popped into my head. So for like a long time, I'm just like, oh, they're so, cause they really are amazing. It's like people. love and emotion. Yeah. So yeah. I was just like that. And to me, I think now that's probably just her being like, she was gone at that point, so she was just kind of like, you know, just oh, make so, sure. So that she had... Yeah, I, I'm not sure the timeline because okay. it was really, really upsetting, but so then I didn't really think anything else of it. I was just mm-hmm. like, went on my life. So then that was a Monday, so I was on my morning duty or whatever in the hallways, and then all of a sudden, yet again, I get this feeling like, and it was really bad because I had to go back to my classroom and I had to sit down because I was Whoa. like, really like, I couldn't, I was like lightheaded, like I really couldn't whatever. So I so sat down there. physical too. Yeah. So oh, I wow. sat and I was, but again, I'm trying to think like, maybe it's just because like I ran just, and I yeah. didn't eat enough. And, <laughs> right. but I'm like, this can't be happening. Cause you know, you don't want something like that to be happening right. again. And, uh, 
So were you were you crying like the first time? Um, no, because I I probably would have, but as luck would have it, I had like a stu- like a student person coming to observe me that morning, mm. and she was okay. in the room too. And I'm just like, I need to like, keep it together. So I had yeah. to like ask her to go and come back another day because I wasn't. Wow. Because then I saw that my mom had called while I was out in the hallway. Oh and again, poor mom's got to give mom. me this poor message okay. again. And uh, you know, found like I mean, she had passed in her sleep, but like my aunt and uncle had to find her, and, and you know, mm-hmm. that's you know, that was their whole life. You know, their whole life was you know taking care of her, and yes, and all of it was you know, which they, they were. It was not like a terrible thing. Like that no, was a they selfish thing. That. That's that's the, what they did. So they were very lost, um, and it was just a tragedy for the family because you know we. We, she was just a sassy, hilarious lady. You were all so close to her. It's interesting. I wonder if on her run, there was a part of her visiting you, like her higher self. You know, I, always, I often felt like she would. And honestly, yeah. like a couple of maybe years later in one of my dreams, she, she was in one of my dreams and she was running around and she was like really happy. Oh my gosh. And it was great. But I think, but also like her name was Robin. And I know that my aunt and uncle have said like, they've heard like a Robin oh. come to them. That's so, nice. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I don't, you know, I think so she's been around and, you know, she just knows that. You know, we all loved her, of course. So, but I mean, it was... Do you get scared? Like, I'm, you know, just wondering, because you seem to have these premonitions. Obviously, they're kind of like typical at this point. Like, you know what the symptoms of your premonitions are. Do you get nervous, like, when you have them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to, like, then you don't want to look at your phone or you don't want to, you know, engage with anyone because because I am prone to being anxious, too, because there has been times I'm like, something must be bad happening, but I kind of manufactured that. (laughs) So, because my my sister is kind of the same way with just being anxious and like something terrible is about to happen. Yeah. Or she'll be like, I can't get a hold of mom. So is something yeah. bad. The wire no, is crossed. she's just, you know, she's at the store. So, I mean, sometimes it can, that can be it. Um, but like those, those are the, like the worst two that I've ever had that were just like, this is. Well, tell us about, real. you have a favorite, you have another spirit animal and it's a gator. Yes. It is. <laughs> tell Flo- us now, it is. Now she's going to yeah. talk about being at the Florida gator game. <laughs> Now, the problem I have with this, first of all, oh, is... Scott, all doesn't, our- Scott doesn't preface this. Scott does not understand why people are fans of football because every time I'm happy about or sad about the Gators, and, I, and I'm a, an alumni, I went there. I have two degrees from there, so like I bleed orange and blue, and that's just how it is. But he like doesn't understand... If I'm happy, he'll literally say something like, well, they don't even know that you're happy. You don't play on their team. They don't care if you're watching the game. I know. You're so happy, and he just tries to take you down. It doesn't work, though, because my high is... Okay. Now, first of all, I wasn't even going to say that. You've already said it, Scott. It's already happened. I I know I have said that to you in the past, and every time I see you, I say that. 100%. But what I was going to say is we're probably going to lose like a lot of... When they play Alabama, Florida State... Well, we have a lot first of, of all, <laughs> Alabama's in our same conference. We've already had this talk about conferences, so I don't know right. how much that sunk in your brain. But we actually do play them regular season this year. We don't usually because they're SEC right. West and we're SEC East. Yeah. So. Well, what I was going to say was we're going to probably lose a lot of our Alabama fans. We're going to lose our Florida State fans. We're going to lose our UB fans. Our Georgia Tech fans. Georgia Tech? Every, why? All of them are leaving? I have no idea. Why, just, are they, why don't they care? Just, Georgia rattling, Tech here? I'm just rattling off I'm college just, football teams. Georgia Tech right. can go live their best lives. That's fine. All right. All right. So I'm hoping that we don't lose a lot of listeners because you're a Gator fan. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm a Gator alumni. You know, like people exactly are throwing the their phones out the window right yeah, now. Yeah, like, now yeah. it's all over now. Yeah. She yeah. is crazy. We, Canceled. Yeah. We just got, <laughs> we got three less downloads, okay? All right. 
<laughs> but you can, the Gator Nation is everywhere, though, right. so maybe you're so, going to get a few more. So if we put that in the show notes, maybe Uncanceled. we'll gain some, you're saying? Yeah. yeah I'll cancel the, the loss. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. do the we'll math. All right. okay. Hilarious. All right. We'll let you know, Aaron. Oh, my God. All right. Fingers so crossed, what, what, guys. What's this Gator story? So, I know it's another one tied to, to loss. So oh. it was the night before a big game, which, and I, I was a sophomore in college, and I lived on campus. And you were playing dorms. in this game? I am a spectator, oh. but I feel that my vibes and me constantly telling the coaches how they should coach yes. really helps. Okay, so the my vibe. friends can my friends can attest to the fact that when we get too many penalties, I do scream out, "Learn the rules!" Okay. And I feel like that is extremely okay. helpful. It's like her okay. wavelengths go out in the universe and fix the game. Yeah, got it. <laughs> then they learn the rules, Scott. That's right. how it goes. Okay. So anyhow, I was dreaming, and I had a dream that night. And, and honestly, sidebar, it's not odd for me to dream about football, especially when it's football season. Like, okay. it's that, you're not usually, like, going to tell me what happens, but it, like, soothes me. So it's your typical okay. dream. Typical dream. So I had this dream, but it was very eerie. Mm-hmm. I can say that. So I had a dream, and I was in the stands, which is about where I was ended up sitting. And I remember I looked up at the, the scoreboard at a wait, certain wait, wait. time. Wait a second. Do you not know what a scoreboard is? Or? I know what a scoreboard is. Okay. <laughs> you. you're, you're telling us from the movie Field of Dreams. I know. That's okay. what it seems like. But that, that, that wasn't a dream. When him with James Earl Jones. Yeah. Like they were well, there, though. Well, that was a dream. Wasn't it? I oh. love that movie. Are, did you watch Field of Dreams the night before? This? No. The day before? I was, like, I was probably like, I can guarantee you, I All was right. like out having, All right. living my best life. Well, Moonlight Graham. I know. No, I love okay. that. I love that movie. All right. Continue. I honestly Continue. watched that with my grandpa, to be honest with you. Aww. So it circles oh, back. Now I feel bad. All right. Continue. So anyhow, she's back in her dream. Okay. So she's right. in her so dream. I, I had a dream that I looked up at the scoreboard at like a certain, when there was a certain amount of time left and I looked at the score and the Gators were winning by whatever. I don't think it was by that much. But instead of being like, oh, that's great. I was just like, kind of like just, it was eerie. It was just like, I wasn't happy about it. I was just kind of like in the stands being like looking up there and being like, when right. is this going to be over? Like just kind of like that, like, not really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, because normally you'd be right, I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna, if like, winning. If I'm in a, especially if I'm in a dream and we're winning, I'd be like, yeah, because that's, yeah. that's what I do. Okay. I mean, yeah. So anyway, we get to the, day, the, the game the next day, and I was there with my roommate. This is in real life? In real life. So okay. then the next day, and then uh, we sat with a couple of guys that were on our floor as well. And uh, so during maybe the first quarter, I want to say, I was in the middle. My friend Ashley was, I think, on one side, and then my friend Craig was on the other. And all of a sudden, he, like, collapsed. <gasps> yeah. So he, like, because we were all standing up, and it was, I think, like a 12 o'clock game, which is, like, Whoa. the worst. But, and so I just thought maybe he was hot because it's, I mean, it was November, but, you know, maybe he was, had been drinking. I don't know. So he kind of, like, collapsed. So his friend or roommate got him down in there, and we were just, like, kind of, like, okay, that's weird. But, like, we, we carried on. But it was kind of a very odd thing. And so the rest of the game, we're waiting for them to come back or, like, figuring out what to do because this is, like, 1997. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't recent. So nobody had a phone or anything. Right. So there would be no way for us to contact. Um, but my roommate, Ashley, is a very yellow blue. So I figured <laughs> she's going to get to the bottom of this because she always does. Right. So she went and found someone, and they're like, no, they had to, like, put the paddles on him. Oh and they, they, they took him to Shans, which is the hospital there, like, Whatever. So we found this out. So that, so at that. So later on, I looked up at the scoreboard. Same time as my dream. Same score Good as my job. dream. I just got chills. Yes. No. Yes. The same. I just score? got chills again. I yes. Chills. What was the score? Do you remember? I don't remember. Is, I don't because I, it's okay? almost like I blocked it out because I didn't like I didn't the, who, want it. Who are they playing? Florida State. Okay. Is he okay? No, he passed away. He like, later, later. No, no, much, much later. So this was right Wait, before l- Thanksgiving. L- later that year. Uh, it would have been. I think he he was from Miami, and so then they transferred him down. Like his poor, like we went to the hospital like from there because it was within walking distance of where we were. It was like near like a pretty much on campus, mm-hmm. and uh, 
we went there like every day, but then it was it was Thanksgiving break, so I was like maybe because then he was in a coma. Like no one oh really understood because he was a very young, like very nice person. He was like a friend of mine. We had just met. It was like November, yeah. so we had just met in the dorms like that. Yeah. We were like sweet, so there was it was co-ed on the floor. Okay. So, but a very nice person. Um, but yeah, it was. What just, did he have? We I don't know that we ever knew because okay. we weren't like. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I know is because, you know, Yellow Blue Ashley, like, yeah. would call people and Back I'm not going to call you, people. There wasn't Facebook to be right. like, this so is what's going no on. Way to, like, you know, have to call mom. Exactly. Yeah, that, so it's before I'm not going to do that because I, yeah, I don't call people. That's so, crazy. That's great. So in your dream, they, they were playing Florida State, all the things 100%. were the same. And you just mm-hmm. couldn't understand why. Uh, yeah, I don't. And I just you weren't the next excited day, about the Gators exactly. Winning. I was just like, "What is the point of this? Like, right. I would be happy. That's right. really weird." But right. the same numbers on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, Erin. I know you guys. I fear you. Me too. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you. If I ever see her start crying, I'm gonna lock myself oh my in a room. <laughs> If, if I see her crying outside, I'm locking myself in the room. Oh my god! Because I, I would go outside out. to cry. It's my my favorite yeah. place to cry. If I ever see her cry, anything. Wow. Because. She's am like, I, I, I told you, she's our spooky neighbor witch. Do you feel... With prophetic feel, dreams. Do you feel that I'm okay? I have, feel that you're okay. Do you have any premonitions about me? No, I mean, I'll, okay. but I don't have, I just, I don't, I gotta wait to dream to you, go to sleep. She, you know? But that's the thing. She doesn't control it. It's okay. just what comes no. to her. Right. Like, no. she's on the wavelength. Okay. It's of, just like whatever, like, it was well, funny, like, my, my sister's, like, friend that they've been friends since they were, like, four posted on social media this week that she was pregnant. And I was like, honestly, like... Congrats, but I already knew because I had a dream about it, wow. and then yeah. Megan confirmed okay. it. So. Erin does that all the time. Like <laughs> the She's time. like, That's I already crazy. knew, or it's a boy, or it's a girl, or all the it's stuff. It's like, like when the... we didn't know what the president okay. was, I was like, Megan, I texted her, I'm like, what is the vibe? And I'm like, well, I did have a dream, and yeah. she's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah, we had the same kind <laughs> of like... It's like weird, like it's fuzzy. It's, yeah, we're like, but like, it seems okay, but the won, dream like, was but okay. it's also weird. Yeah, but like, is it okay? what is this? And like, like, here's her vibe, here's my dreams. Let's combine them and see what we get. Let's combine and see what the next few months are going to look like. And I feel like we were correct. I feel <laughs> like it was pretty <laughs> correct. That's probably what That's, happened. Yeah, it was pretty fuzzy transition, but it happened. Well, yeah. Well, well, I'm going to say, I've only had one dream my whole life. Seriously. What do you mean? One, I've had only one dream my whole life that I can remember. Stop. Yes. No, it's true. Is this because you don't remember things, though? Or I don't is remember that, like, them. A real and it was thing? about Michael Strahan. Have you ever had that dream? Oh, my God. No, now that you say Stra- that I might have a dream. The Michael Strahan dream. No. Okay. That's the only dream true? I've ever had. No, it's, he really did. He had a dream yeah. that Michael Strahan was in his Magic Mike outfit. So he was in gold. He was very intimate. Liquid gold. <laughs> hot <laughs> shorts. We had, it was Interpret, a, it's, please. It's, I can't even tell you all the details. <laughs> it's like how super weird that you'd even dream about like a football player because you don't even... It's well, we weird. watch a lot of Good Morning America, and he's one of the hosts. Oh, of course. But it's the only person I've ever dreamed about. And he has That's COVID. very weird. I had a okay, really weird pre-COVID. dream okay. about Lady Gaga <gasps> and like, these iguanas. What does that All mean? Right. We, we, we're going to save that for another I episode. I don't know, you guys. <laughs> you guys. It just right. comes to me. Thank you so much <laughs> of for, course. first of all, just teaching. Oh, <laughs> just <laughs> in this crazy, crazy Being time. doing my best, guys. And at any time, really, we appreciate you. And no, thank you seriously for coming on and telling everybody. I think it get, makes kind of things normalized because a lot of people get nervous when they have these things. So you made it kind of, you know, it happens. I try, yeah. It we does appreciate happen. you, and I'll catch you on a, the next play date. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So those were two incredible interviews yes, so with uh, members of our group. And, um, I, th- I think, you know, we should just kind of switch gears a little bit here. We've been talking a lot about premonitions of death the last two episodes. Yeah. And, um, we're going to do a little thing, a little fun, so some people can learn their colors. We put on the, the group, uh, what colors do you think you are? Right. Okay, so we asked them to send in a picture and explain to us what colors 
do you think you are and why? You know, like what, why, what makes you think you're that color? And I think like even like we, you know, we got to pick, I think like how many. Yeah, I think we're going to do. Several. Yeah, we're going to do about 12 or 13 of them. Okay. And even if like you didn't, sometimes just hearing other people's processes, because I hear a lot of the same repeats, like, oh, I don't know. And, and for the same reasons. So this can kind of just clear it up with you and. And just anytime you do stuff like this, it just promotes your own self-awareness. So it's just, I think we learn through each other. All right. So here we go. And I'm going to say, we, we, I didn't actually, uh, we had hundreds and hundreds of, of these. And we're going to do this again. So yes. we're going to do this like the next oh three, gosh, four yes. episodes. We're going to pe- pepper them in. So if yeah, you didn't get for picked sure. this time, you do have another chance to get picked. Yeah. Uh, I will say a lot of people got their colors correct. You guys know yourselves. Yeah. All right. So the first one <laughs> <of> is... <laughs> And because we had so many, I can't just do the first name. I'll do the first name and the, the initial of the last. Okay. Just so, you know, so we won't do the full name. All right. So Jenna R. says, gosh, I'm a mess. I think I'm a yellow indigo, but maybe yellow, blue, or there's a chance I'm purple because a kid, <laughs> I was purple-ish. I have perfectionist <laughs> tendencies. I am incredibly emotional. I just know things. She's not like John Snow. I can't be around large groups of people for too long. I'm a narcissist dream. <laughs> That's hysterical. That is so Thank funny. Thank you for the laugh, Jetta. Uh, I need to distress by binge-watching TV shows, and I can wear red pants as manager and leader. Oh, my gosh. This is, okay, so this what is, is Jenna. Thank you, Jenna, because you're such a blue, and I'll tell you why. One, blue people never quite know who they are. Two, blue people always end up in leadership positions because – Blue people do this thing where, like, you feel nobody knows what to do. So you're like, all right, I'll just step in and do it. Just because you will, I don't know, have your own discomfort of being a leader just so you avoid other people's discomfort that you feel about them not knowing what to do. So, yes, blue people always end up in leadership opportunities. Also, blue people tend to absorb yellow or think they're yellow a lot. Why? Because blue people do this thing where they want to – kind of do things in a smooth way to promote a zen, peaceful, smooth environment for other people. So blue people do have a tendency to feel like, oh, I think I'm yellow or I think I'm red when they're blue. But you're blue-purple, Jenna. You are blue-purple, um, and that's why you're a narcissist stream. I love that. Narciss- <laughs> I'm a narcissist They just smell dream. you around. They're like, you, you absorb what I need. So she's going to need a, a, a red-blue. Yes, to- to protect her. Yes. All right. I'm sure she has some red red people around her in her life that fend them off. All right. <laughs> Our next one is Laura C. And she's a huge fan of the game Jumanji. Mm. And I will read hers. Okay. Hi, Scotty and MM. I have gone back and forth in my head a million times about my colors, but I know I'm definitely yellow, type A all the way, and then I'm either purple, blue, or indigo. 100% empath, and she wants... Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. She wants this game played. She's wild. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah, so I'm looking at Laura. Laura is definitely a yellow. Uh, That's like the first color that radiates off of her. And there's blue too. Like yellow, blue. Like I said, like yellow, blue people, like the combination together. It's like they, and the difference between like yellows and blues in general, like yellows like organization for organization's sake. Blue-like organization for the, I guess, peace it brings other people. Yellows are kind of more, like, self-serving about it. Like, their eye will start twitching if, if something's out of order. Where blue people are like, oh, well, will, will somebody else's eye start twitching if something's out of order? So if that's kind of a little differentiation. But Laura is blue and yellow. And I notice with blue-yellow people, like, 
this is my own personal thing. It's kind of, if you had a boo-boo, <laughs> would you want to go up to them? Like you got to get into like yeah. little kid inner child space and then look at their, look at their themselves or as you know them as a person be like, who is she? Like, would she be good if I had like a cut and I just needed like nurturing? blue yellow they are all about it they know what to do like because blue purple people they'll help you but they're a little bit more like eh, like that but like blue yellows are like get in here sit down i have eight band-aids let's yeah. go pick your band-aid you know all that kind of stuff yeah and that that, <laughs> that should actually help me a lot because i always oh, really? try, yeah because you, i always try to figure out people and i'm like is it yellow purple or yellow blue mm-hmm. and then you gave me that tip like, yeah would i want to go to them if i had a boo-boo and... go to like six-year-old scotty you have a boo-boo right who do you go to first right because <laughs> no offense like anyone like purple blues or purple yellows are like like, uh-huh. All right. <laughs> a little so, bit like me. Thank you so much, Laura. One more Jumanji yes. for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so pretty much everyone is naked if they're playing. <laughs> All right, Krista S. And I'm going to tell you, I, I was drawn to this picture myself. <laughs> I love her shirt. It's bright, bright yellow. It's so She's yellow. She's at a bar. She is drinking a Bloody Mary. <laughs> There's actually like seven glasses in front of her empty. Yeah. And she writes. Krista. I uh, love this picture, Krista. I think I'm purple, yellow, indigo <laughs> because I have lots of purple bomb stories. And I, I want to hear them. I think I'm yellow because I love to clean. I'm probably blue. And then she has two laughing faces. <laughs> Just because. Just because. So... Krista, you're yellow purple. Um, you know, I think when you're yellow purple yeah. and you don't, you're not blue or indigo or something like that, you kind of sometimes feel bad about that or whatever. So you'll try to absorb it or you'll put it on sometimes to fit in or whatever. But I, when, I, when I look at Krista's picture, Krista S., I get this feeling like she is the friend that looks you in the eyes and she's like, honey, I'm going to tell you because nobody else will. He's not good for you. Like that's, and she's like, and if you want to hate me, like that's on you. But, like, you need to know. And I just get that that truth from her. Mm-hmm. Like, she just gives people truth. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know what? I want to hang out with her. I do, too. All right. Next one, we have Gabby R. I'm pretty sure my primary color is indigo. I can't handle negative energy, and I need a lot of alone time. My therapist calls me an extreme introvert. <laughs> it's like her diagnosis. Yeah, with a laughing, fa- and a laughing face. extreme introvert. <laughs> I think I might also have some green because I love nature. Do you want to try a canoe trip with children? <laughs> I have an obsession with houseplants. That'll cure you. It just got a new bird feeder. Oh, yes. I might have some inauthentic yellow, too. I'm not organized at all, but I'm totally perfectionist in the sense that I hold myself to a very to very rigid standards. Rigid standards? Rigid. 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 rigid, rigid. I said rigid? rigid? Yeah. Uh, rigid. Get Aaron and Jamie out here. All right. <laughs> Guys, you can go home now. <laughs> you don't have to do any more chalkboard. Put the chalk down. Okay. By the way, I edited this comment after posting. I didn't realize the instructions the first time, and I did not include any reasoning behind my guesses. <laughs> all right, so that would so tell by, me. You're not yellow. Okay, okay, so yeah. all right, Gabby R. You're definitely you are so indigo. It's like like sometimes I say like so indigo you don't know you're indigo because you think everyone else is like you and they're not. So the first thing I get off of you, like you are very, very, very overwhelmingly indigo. Um but indigos can get confused with yellows if they're not indigo yellow um, because you're actually, yeah, but you're indigo purple. But I can already hear you like, really, am I purple? Because you are purple. It's just not everyone's like a loud purple, okay? So that's like me, honestly. Like I'm not, like I have my moments, but for the most part, like if you're indigo purple, sometimes you're, you're mostly, the indigo wins that argument and then the purple comes out once in a while. And then you can be kind of like, just like a quieter purple where like you don't care about your laundry or like little things like that or you just let things go or you get a little hot mess about certain things. But yeah, and then the green, indigos, 
because indigo people do share a lot of similarities with green people, the nature thing or the birds and all that kind of stuff, especially as we get more mature as indigos, we tend to kind of crave that peace and zen and the order of things the way green people do. Um, Because green people, for all their, I guess, busy minds and their engineer brains and the way they think, they're actually very in the moment. They can get very, you know, that's why green kids always play so well by themselves and stuff like that because they're very present moment. I feel like indigos crave that energy. So you might be just kind of absorbing that green or you live with green or something like that. But no, you're indigo and with a little bit of purple. All right. Our next one up is Caroline D. Okay. Pretty sure I'm yellow indigo. Maybe I wear red sometimes. If I'm not yellow, I will be floored. (laughs) Yellow's always kind of, they know, right? They know, yeah. I'm a total organizer and planner. I also relate a lot to MM's yellow blue readings on Instagram. In that, I try to fix people in my life and resolve conflicts smoothly. I'm not a very emotional or temperamental person, but definitely deeply feel other people's pain and try to make practical steps to help so yeah she's right well she's yellow she blue it. yellow yeah. blue yellow yeah. blue all right yeah let's move on and she explained right. herself well that's exactly what yeah i that, would say that i would have got that too <laughs> uh rebecca a uh i think i'm a purple indigo but sometimes i wonder if i'm a turquoise or yellow in there somewhere i'm definitely an empath 100,000 million jillion percent feel others emotions that's what she wrote as my own energy <laughs> around me I also have to nap frequently to get my energy back, which I think I'm an indigo. Mm. Also, I can definitely let loose. My wild side comes out when I'm with my true best friends and I've thrown a few purple bombs. What do we think? Yeah, she's purple indigo. She's got it? Okay. Yeah, she's got the flip-flop thing going on. But yeah, I can, the turquoises are... Uh, no, you're not. But like because indigos can relate a lot to turquoise because of the absorbency uh, similarities, but... Indigos have a little bit more boundary, but yeah, I can see why they can be confused sometimes. And then she's doing that thing like am I yellow too, which is like I said, an indigo thing, but no, indigo purple. Okay. All right. Brie L sends a recent picture and she tells me, rest assured, she does not have three arms. She just had a proper boyfriend out of the picture who she thinks is a red blue. And that's what actually drew me to it. I did think she had three arms. And I wanted to know like if someone had three arms, what their aura color would be. Sure. So that's why I actually picked you, Brie. So now, actually, maybe we should skip this one. No. <laughs> we'll All right. If I had a guess due to my intense empathic nature, ever since I was a kid, I would say I'm indigo. From watching Friends, the show Friends, on repeat for 15 years. Yes. Okay. Crying when happy, sad, angry, laughing, any occasion or movie, whatever. Whatsoever, sorry. Coupled with a purple bomb or two or three... I'm going with a secondary color as purple. Well, you're super indigo, Brie, so I feel like you're absorbing a lot of stuff. But you have yellow, too. And I just get this, like, it's it's just when I'm looking at you, it's like there's very tiny, faint yellow specks in your very large indigo aura. So it's it's something that I feel like you've absorbed as a way to kind of like manage what you're going through with life and kind of manage how other people see you and view you. And I feel like that's a really, um, it's it's some sort of life segue you're in right now where you have to stop looking at other people, how, how you look to them through their eyes. I feel like you're doing that in other people's shoes thing where you're constantly looking at yourself through other people's shoes and you're wearing yellow because of that. So I'd be careful of that. Okay. Andrea L says, she thinks she's a red blue. She thinks she's a Scotty. <laughs> I'm someone who loves to take charge, but also be the caretaker for friends. Last year, I went through a lot of I don't know what to do moments, and I left my caseworker job because the stress was so high. But mm. I love my clients, and was heartbreaking broken for leaving. 
Now I'm eager to get into the event planning world and maybe start my own business. Is she a red blue? She is a red blue. She is a red blue. And she's got like, if that's a recent picture, she is good to go because she's got some balanced energy there. All right. Excellent. I'm a a balanced red blue too. Just wanted to let you know, Andrea. Okay. Good job. Keely sent in a pic, Keely T, sorry, sent in a picture of her husband, Zach. He thinks he's a green, possibly gamer green. She thinks he's a green. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I think he's a green, meaning her. Yes. He's very logical, scientific, very tech savvy. In the video games, he's an engineer. He, I think his other color might be purple. Uh, is, is this guy a green purple? I can't talk anymore. A very tech savvy. He's a green purple, yeah. Green purple. All right. Are you getting sick of reading? Let me do the last one. No, I got it. Priscilla H. Okay. I've never related anything more than yellow. So I just know I'm a yellow. I think I'm also blue, but I can't figure out my other Well, color. you are. You are yellow blue. She's a yellow blue. Yes. All right. Good Rachel, with the boo-boos. <laughs> Rachel, oh, H, sorry. Oh, I love this. And the, I mean, that got me right there. I like that. <laughs> oh, I love this. I think I might be indigo and purple. Indigo, because I've always been able to sense other people's emotions, always been such an empath. And always had the biggest heart for animals. I can also read them really well. I think I'm purple because, well, I'm a hot mess. We'll find out if she's hot mess purple in a second. I believe I had my fair share of purple bombs, and I'm the least organized <laughs> person ever. You all should see my laundry room. Well, Rachel, you should have sent a picture of the laundry room. She is wearing a Miami Dolphin shirt. Oh, are you South so Florida she, purple? She might be South Florida purple. Hmm. What do we think? You know what? But that's funny because I, I saw the my, the dolphin shirt after, but after I saw her extremely large, ridiculously purple aura. Yes. And then it's like it's it, and it does have that kind of like extra tinge to it, like South Florida, <laughs> which, <laughs> which it does. Uh, it's just funny because she's like I'm a hot mess and all that, which is hysterical. Yeah, but you're very purple and you're indigo too. And, and you say so she has sweetheart. a huge purple it's aura. Bi- it's the biggest one. That, that, that's the a, biggest one. You know, that's interesting because you know I don't. I, yeah, you know, she, she's a smaller. Oh, person. she's tiny. She, she's yeah. tiny. I, I don't want to, you know, say things like that. But you know, she's little. She, yeah. You know, and and her mom, Caitlin Bristow is also little. Yeah. And she's got that huge purple going. It's a presence. It's a pre- yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's it's funny when you met Caitlin Bristow. You were like, she's so small. Yeah. But like her, you were trying to say, but her personality isn't not in a way that's obnoxious or anything. It's just a presence. It, it was so actually. I just want to go off on that for one more yeah. second. It was so weird because we was in we were in a studio in Nashville and you know we were waiting for her. we were in the ba- it's like in the basement or something it was yeah. like way down and we're sitting on the couch with the producer just waiting for Caitlin to show up mm-hmm. and you like you like we didn't know when she was coming whatever and you knew she was there like you like when you like I'm like what do you mean I, I didn't remember. hear anything and yeah you you kept saying oh she's here now like you you could you felt her you know I coming, that's right I forgot yeah. about that. Which was really weird, and you said she is, and like you, you were like, "Do you feel that, Scott?" I'm like, "No." What no are her you talking aura about? showed up before she did. Yeah. So, but you know, that's why some people we call it the it factor. Some people just have it. Yeah, and then when I was looking at this picture, and Rachel, someone, you do too. Yeah, like, like <laughs> right. what drew me to that picture? Like, yeah, you know, she's a tiny little thing, and she's got this huge. Now you tell me she's got this huge purple. Yeah, aura. that's just, that's interesting. Yeah, it's just the it factor. It's just just something about them. Je ne sais quoi. All right, we got two left. Okay, okay and then. Uh, April I mm-hmm. think she's green and purple. I love nature, hike a ton, love, love solo backpacking trips. Solo backpacking, interesting. 
Be careful. Be careful. Yeah. We got all mom and dad on our... Yeah. Leave a note on your dashboard. Be very careful, Let people know where you're going. We were just watching a show, I think, (laughs) what was it called? Life Below Zero or something. And the guy like cut his leg open. Yeah, because... He's out there alone. Look at us, we just... (gasps) Premonition. No, I... Premonition. (laughs) April, this could be a premonition. I don't think so. My first ever premonition. I think we're just getting all mom and dad on her. All right. Like, April, call us before you go. Oh, this is going to be my first... I mean, I had the Michael Strahan dream and now this. No. I love organizations and... It just got dark. That just got dark, Scott. (laughs) No, you're going to be... April, you're going to be fine. Keep going. Watch out for bears. I love organization. I'm particular about how I like things. I'm a science teacher. My rock and mineral collection is one of my favorite things. Initially... Didn't identify with purple. I did resonate with indigo. But as I think about it, there definitely been some purple bombs. And part of why I live, why I love love teaching is summer break. Well, that's the reason why I was a teacher too. The freedom to do whatever I want for two months. Okay, well, this is interesting. And I'm glad you picked this one, Scott, because she's a turquoise. Purple. Turquoise. Um, Turquoises are interesting because while they're empath colors, they do tend to kind of go on the scientific side of empathy or the empath thing. So they, I can see where you thought, well, maybe I'm green, you know, and then obviously like you work with rocks and stuff like that, but turquoises like live for the elements. They love water, rocks, crystals, anything like that. Um, the whole solo backpacking trip thing, that's super turquoise thing to do to kind of be alone, be in your element. Um, it's, it's, it's it, but you're when I look at you, I see a lot of turquoise with the purple, but I can see where for a turquoise it's hard to fit in, but in anywhere in life, it's just society was not really built for the turquoises. But you kind of found your way into the green, the green person world, which probably feels really comfortable for you. But like you said, you need to kind of have your two months of freedom to kind of get yourself back, get get who you are back, get your boundaries and bearings. Interesting. Turquoise. All right. And Turquoise she does is have, so mysterious. She does have purple hair. And our last one, uh, you know, this one, I'll tell you why. It sold me at the end. You'll know when I read the PS. All right. So Jackie PL, she is a Buffalo native that now lives in the Sunshine State. So she's just like you. I think I'm a purple yellow, yet sometimes I identify as a red because of my sales career. So maybe a purple red. I'm not sure. Maybe a tricolor. It would be fun Ooh. to hear it on the podcast. Well, here we go. I love KYA. I don't. I do not listen to it in the shower. Most listeners do, but in my truck when taking my little kids to school. P.S. This was to me. Where can I send you some Amish pies from the Pinecraft area here in Sarasota? Yoder's has the best pies. Oh. So Jackie, I will hold you to that. I'll give you my address after the show. You're such a little sellout. Um, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I mean, don't people know this by now? Like bribes work. With you me. are red. They, okay. Yeah, they work with me. You know, if you have the right thing. All right, Jackie. P.L. What? Are her colors? Yeah, you are purple red, you, but okay. red people can think that they're yellow, you know, just because they have certain similarities. I just don't feel like on you, Jackie, that you're um, a super stickler for certain things that are organized. More like your way, maybe, but not necessarily. I don't know in a certain way every time. So I do get a leadership around her and a feistiness. Um, yeah, so purple red, purple cool. Red. All right, um, Jamie and Aaron. I don't want to get teacher on you guys, but <laughs> put the chalk down. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You know, this podcast is for you and about you, and I appreciate you all. Take care.
If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.